0: Uh, the reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele. I'm in a house. He's in a field, I think. Is that right? Something like that? Feels like it. Uh, watched Mary Poppins recently. Took that take-go-fly-a-kite song to heart, and there you go. Indeed. Um, don't have a whole lot in the way of news this week, except a verification of something that I had not realized. In all of the action movies done by Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, and Bruce Willis, and that's a fairly substantial list, only one actor has been killed by all of them. I did not realize this. And that actor is Robert Patrick. (laughs) See, he's someone that everybody knows, too. And we uh, apparently this... Floated across the Internet this week and people went, really? Uh, Yeah, okay, I can see that.
1: That's fun. They've not been joined by John Cena.
0: He's the only one. I don't know. Very weird. Yeah, John's John Cena can be put on the list if we want to. Because, you know, we'll we'll
1: We'll get back to that.
0: You know what? Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do that. Uh, I I did find out that, um, I guess as my segue to this, because of all the commercial aspects of Schwarzenegger, Stallone, and Willis, the new Batman movie is being sponsored by uh, Little Caesars. Yes. And they have a bat-shaped pizza calzone-looking thing. Well, that's what they claim it is. It does not look like a bat-shaped anything. It is a pizza. It is a calzone. Fine, I'll go with you on that much. Does it look anything resembling the Batman logo
1: or a bat or a cat? But but here's here's, here's the thing. It's it's a a somewhat bat-shaped pizza with about a third of the, the pizza missing and maybe more like half the pizza missing, and they substitute two little mini calzones on the ends because they're not really calzones. Yeah, that, that's
0: what they claim, and
1: yet. Yeah, so I don't know what the price is, but as I understand it, you're basically paying a premium for less pizza, so I'm going to pass on that.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll – uh, you say you'll peace on that? Is that what that was? That, that's my <laughs> DC segue from Batman to peace, Peacemaker? I, I, I will can't
1: even get John Cena's character's name right. Yes, it's Peacemaker. Or Christopher Smith, which is his—it's not even his alter ego because he just goes around like he's basically kind of like rocking it like Tony Stark would. Is like, yeah, I'm Peacemaker. It's, it's cool. So, because after all, he does not wear his helmet frequently, so he would be kind of recognized. So, Peacemaker on HBO Max. When they first announced this, I thought, really, of all the characters in The Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad, but The Suicide Squad, which is the James Gunn version, which is far superior to the first one that came out because it's actually fun. uh, That's an odd character to follow up with. So glad they chose that character. So glad they chose that character because, again, James Gunn wrote all of Peacemaker, directed several of the episodes. This is totally a James Gunn joint as I used to say in the day about movies and films and shows and it's i'm not going to say it's the best thing he's ever done because it isn't but you totally know you're watching something from james gunn when you're watching this because it's so outrageous and so funny and it's like yeah totally fits his oeuvre um Again, it's – it. it, it oh, so first, it's on HBO, HBO Max. So there's a lot of sex and nudity and cursing because that's how you know it's on HBO. They still have that thing as like, well, we're HBO. We're what cable used to be. So because of that, we're going to throw in a lot of gratuitous whatever just because we want to. Because in this case, it really isn't gratuitous because, again, it – it all makes sense in context because James Gunn's not just going to throw crap in just to throw crap in. Could it have been done without it? Sure. But it all makes sense in, in, this, in the world of what's going on with, with Peacemakers. So if you haven't seen The Suicide Squad, Peacemaker played by Mr. John Cena. He has sworn to bring peace to the world. And kill as many people as it takes to make it happen. That's his code. And doesn't matter who they are, what they are. If it's going to bring peace, he's going to kill them. So it's a odd character. Let's just say that. And they play it up for all it's worth. Even much more so, really, than in The Suicide Squad. Uh, he is... Kind of reviled, because he's not really a good person, but he thinks he is, and he's not really a villain he's not really an antihero he's just a guy he's just a guy is what it is, and we talked about Robert Patrick uh, Robert Patrick plays his dad, Robert Patrick is a really vile. Let me rephrase that. Robert Patrick portrays a really vile uh, su- supervillain, white supremacist, called the White Dragon, and he is—he is not the main antagonist in the mo- in the series, but hes hes, he's one of them, and he's—it's excellent that they got Robert Patrick. Absolutely excellent. I was uh, telling my nephew, is like the only person. I can only picture one actor that might have been uh, his equal to play this character. It would have been Michael Rooker. Would have loved to see Michael Rooker play this character. But uh, Robert Patrick's great in the role. Absolutely great. Hilarious. Creepy. Terrifying. Exactly what the role needs. So it turns out that there's an invasion going on, and nobody knows what it and what really what's happening and that that invasion storyline takes several twists and turns and that's all i'm gonna say because i don't want to spoil it for anybody I've already thrown the spoiler out there before so my apologies but eh. uh really funny great action scenes they didn't uh, they didn't exactly limit their budget i'll just put it that way everything looks terrific i mean if you were if you had paid your fifteen dollars or whatever for your movie ticket and had seen a couple episodes strung together as a movie, you would have been more than happy. Uh, very funny throughout, very exciting throughout. It's exactly what you would expect from something that Gunn puts together. So my initial thought when this came out is like, really Peacemaker? It is like, it has now turned into really Peacemaker? They've already. Green led a second season Which they totally should Really great characters Great acting throughout by everybody Peacemaker has An interesting character arc That's, I mean that's one of the good things about this Is these characters Develop and change and they grow Like, like, like an Actual thing as opposed to The run of the mill direct that They would have thrown out there for this kind of A show so Really well done in, in all respects. And the final episode, some very interesting cameos. And it's they're not teasers like mid-credits or anything. It's the end of the show. So you will see the cameos and you will go, oh, that's really cool. Ha-ha, I can't believe they did that. So if for some reason you're bored with the show, I can't imagine anybody would be. But if you are, go to the last episode. Fast forward towards the end, and it's like, oh, that's really cool they did that. At least that part will probably make you laugh. But there are a lot of references to a lot of DC characters throughout the series. They don't pop up, but a lot of references to them. He is totally in the DCU world, so absolutely this ties into everything that's going on. Lots of references to Major characters, some references, like as you were talking about before with Mr. Mix. Mr. Mixelpixit.
0: Mix picks it. Mix uh,
1: yes, Yeah. And actually, it's a reference to Batmite. Bat which Mip, is,
0: I was going to ask you that. That was a thing. Really? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah he references man. Batmite. Totally. Totally references Batmite, which is <laughs> not. It's okay to reference Batmite. Now, if he'd actually shown up, it's like, oh my God, seriously. But talking about the character is is really, really funny because it's it, it's, it's pretty much tongue in cheek and just like the the idea of Batmite is ridiculous. And the fact that they brought it up, it, it plays really well, it plays out perfectly. But seen as always, I'm sorry, Peacemaker, as always running down this guy or running down that guy. Or You know, there's he's finding fault with all of them, so they're constantly poking fun at the entire DC world, which is just great. I mean, the, the tone is – basically, think Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's like the DC version, just as far as the tone, not the plot or the characters, but just that, that tone of lots of campy fun, lots of action, really, really good stuff. I mean, shockingly good. So – an absolute plus for t- Peacemaker, and that's going to eat up, yeah. let's see, 41 to 45 minutes an episode, nine episodes. Uh, uh, it's too mathy for me. It's early. But it's going to eat up a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> Peacemaker very, very good stuff. For sure. Ooh, and the hurricane moved in. Yes, it did. <laughs> I'm going to take shelter before I die.
0: Well, in that <laughs> and, case, I guess I'll be going me- to... to uh, what I watched this week, which was kind of weird, even for me, <laughs> I went back to a movie that uh, was recently re-released. Uh, they they cleaned up the original video animation, or OVA, however you want to call it, uh, the 1998, 1988 version of Appleseed, which Ooh. I f- did not realize until somewhat recently that it was written by, and I'm going to mispronounce the name, Shiro Masamun, the guy who created Ghost in the Shell. So it's kind of, it really is kind of the same storyline in a sense, but they don't take place at the same time. They're not, uh, they could be part of the same universe, but it would be quite a considerable distance apart as far as time is concerned. Anyway, and so I watched the remastered 1988 version, and it's very, very beautiful quality. The animation is still a bit you know, 1988, but it looks it looks a lot better now, uh, very much clean. They did not correct the typos. Every so often, there is a sign, uh, my daughter pointed one of these out toward the end and i said yes that's one of part of the charm i think of it uh red alert was a sign blinking in the background <laughs> trying to figure out what an alert is but that's okay uh the storyline basically the city of olympus the one of the last human cities it is run by clones not humans question mark um, occasionally they'll go out and find a human in the post-apocalyptic wasteland but apparently that doesn't happen very often. Most of the people who live in Olympus are are clones, um, but they have found a couple of people like Duna Newt or Bolieros who has a first name, but they can't pronounce consistently in the show. So why should I try doing it here? <clears throat> uh, there are main characters. They they're people who are brought in from the wasteland and they've become cops, and they're they're really good at it. Part of the SWAT team, they move over to investigations to track down a, a terrorist who escapes at the beginning of the movie. Uh, terrorists are trying to take over Gaia, which is the computer system that runs the whole city, using a clone that has the right DNA so they could access everything, and a multi tank. tank. If you don't know multi tanks, apparently that's something that uh, Shir al-Muslimun is very big on. It, 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 think of a tank with six legs. It, it makes sense. Multiped. There you go. <laughs> uh, typical shenanigans with cops thinking that the good guys are helping the bad guys does happen in this show. That was a, I'm gonna call it a trope. Even though, in I have never seen anything where that storyline makes sense. It doesn't make any sense here either. So just kind of gloss over it. Frankly, it's it's not that bad, especially considering it it was you know made in '87, released in '88. Now there is a newer version of the story, where Bolieros gets a whole new pronunciation for his name, Um, (laughs) but it was made with new tech, a a different type of uh, animation technique. Uh, The 2004 version of the same story, still called Appleseed, even. Looks considerably better, but I think the old version has the better story. So, you know, maybe if they can get together and fix this. Uh, Let me explain why the new one looks better, because I think this is kind of a cool concept. Animation, as it used to be, uh, would be, you know, you draw a picture and then you draw another picture that's slightly different and another picture that's slightly different. And eventually you get animation going. You know, a, a, a flip book. We've all made those at some point. Exactly. But animation now is done by creating a 3D rendering of a character and having the computer go, okay, for it to walk, you move this bit and this bit, and eventually you get an animated character. The way they did the 2004 version of Appleseed was they drew drew a picture over and over, just slightly altering it so it would be a nice smooth animation, but they didn't do it with pencils or pens or paints or whatever. They drew it in the computer. So it is a beautiful, crisp, clear drawing that is animated traditionally, which no one had ever done before. And I'm not sure there's been a whole lot of people who have done it since, because I can see this being very time consuming, but it's beautiful. So basically what I'm saying is I'm recommending both versions for different reasons. Uh, I mean, I'll admit that neither of them is Oscar award winning or has an, oh, my God, that is so awesome storyline. But they're both good and and worth watching. Um, I have not been able to find where the 2004 version is. I know it's you can at least get it from Amazon. The OVA that I watched this week, you can actually watch for free on IMDb. I watch for free on IMDb TV. That's a that, that's a bit of a tongue twister isn't it? I don't like it. Anyway. Um so yeah, a- Appleseed it's it's both of them are I'm not going to necessarily say fun cuz they're it, it's an action adventure cop series with sci-fi stuff on it. Yes, Bulleros does look like he has big rabbit ears cuz he's a cyborg. There's very little of his original body left. You'll get used to it. They do make good use of it in a few places. So, eh. Keep It's not like he has a cuphead, which is a very different thing that I think Todd's going to talk about It'll a little
1: a bit. Thank you, Rob. It is, speaking of old school animation, new show on Netflix called The Cuphead Show. And really, really funny. It's a kid's show, but it is along the lines of kid's show when, oh, there's things that are funny enough in it for adults to watch without passing out while they're forced to watch this with their kids. So the central conceit is that the characters are uh, cups that are basically like humans. Arms, legs, they talk, blah, 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 blah. Anthropomorphic. That's the word I was trying to say before. So uh, one character is Cuphead. That's his name because he is a cup with milk and a straw. And his brother is Mugman, who is a mug with milk and a straw. But... Didn't really matter, they're just two brothers who live with their I believe it's their uncle, the teapot, tea kettle. Uh, can't remember if it's an uncle or grandparent, but anyway, so that's where they live. And the first episode, they're doing chores, there's painting the fence, and they want to hurry up and paint the fence because oh, there's a carnival in town, so they run off to the carnival. And it turns out the carnival is not a regular carnival because as Mugman looks up at the sign, as things get stranger and stranger at the carnival, he realizes that Carnival is spelled C-A-R-N-E-V I L and the lights go out on the C-A-R-N part, and he sees that it's oh my god, it's evil. Except I think he says, Oh my gosh, because it's a kid show. Rated TV seven. So just so you know. And turns out the devil is there and the devil is sucking souls out of Ski ball because it's not ski ball, it's soul ball. And Cuphead gets his soul taken from him because he misses once and it was Mugman's fault. And Mugman travels down to follow him to try to get the soul back from the devil, and the devil is an extremely funny character, as the devil usually is in kids' cartoons. It's scary, but funny. So that first episode, these episodes, they're like 14, 15 minutes long. <laughs> is the fight? They're fighting the devil to get Cuphead's soul back, and and trying to run from the devil, et cetera, et cetera. And eh, since there's more than one episode, spoiler alert, he does get his soul back because the sh- the series isn't over. So there you are. But the devil will be a uh, recurring antagonist for Cuphead and Mugman. Second episode. Another classic trope that they've pulled from older movies is like a baby is left on the doorstep. Baby wreaks havoc. In this case, the baby is a baby bottle because they're cup heads. So why wouldn't the baby actually be a baby bottle? And, And the show is really, really funny. The animation is excellent. It's just old school animation if it's not hand-drawn, it's certainly done in the manner that it looks hand-drawn. So, really good classic animation. Smoothly done. There's some repetitive scenes where they did a little bit of a a cheat, but that's okay. Because it's just them walking, so I don't think it's really a big problem that they reuse some of those same uh, individual drawings over and over for a few scenes. But great voice acting, great scripts, really, really funny. Definitely something that your kids can watch unless you're some kind of psycho and you think it's satanic to have them watching cups that are talking. Uh, But one that you can watch with the kids and not want to blow your brains out because it's so inane and terrible because it isn't. Some very funny stuff. Highly recommended. So two things that initially when I first heard about them, I thought, oh, no. What fresh hell is this? And turns out they're both really good. So the Cuphead show on Netflix, Peacemaker on HBO Max, both highly recommended.
0: Put that along with a couple of apple seeds.
1: And we've actually
0: done a show where we like all four things we reviewed.
1: How rare is that? I'll I'll take it. Very rare. doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. Not even pre-pro. Hi, Ted. (laughs) Ha ha! Got it in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, did we actually get through a whole show without mentioning Ted? No. No, we did not. No, of course not. So anyway, four, four good things for you to watch this week. And uh, I'm going to recommend staying home and watching it because the, the, whole, the whole COVID thing, it's still out there. There are still a lot of people who don't wear masks. I don't know why. Even if you think it, doesn't work you know wear one and air on the side of trying to help your fellow fellow man fellow woman fellow human whatever you want to go with you Tell know uh, uh, g- just you know be nice to other people because we don't have a lot of that anymore we, we need more of that so be nice to people wear your mask Unless you have the opportunity to just stay home and watch a movie.
1: Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines I think we should be leaving now.
0: I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife.
1: Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I
0: am very disappointed.
1: Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, it, it's a living. And like that, he's gone that's the end.